to the Pokemon Go cast where you can catch them all. I'm Julian Execute. I'm Kobe Gyarados Attack. <laughs> and I'm Chris Whiskey, and I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Would you say uh, that to find them is your real quest? And to train, to train them, them is, your... is my char- cause? Charge? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it, uh, I would yeah. say that very much. I'd, okay. I'd be more Team Rocket. Officially, we are done with Star Citizen. Star Citizen is old and boring and we hate it. Now we are a Pokemon Go fan cast, especially since I'm really the only one who's been playing it super intensely. Have you really um, been playing it that much? Oh, you have no idea. Oh, wow. I had to put two more mobile phones just so I could keep up his addiction. Yeah, I'm triple phoning it up. No, so, so you know... The all the location so Pokemon Go, if you don't know what's going on, if you haven't been on the internet recently, is a alternate reality augmented reality or augmented reality, thank you. Uh where real life locations are transferred into the Pokemon universe and you have to actually physically go to various places to catch Pokemon and level them up and go to gyms and all that kind of stuff. Well, all the locations are based on an older game called Ingress. That's the one. And and the locations at Ingress are pieces of art, places of religious significance, which is why you see so many churches that are Pokemon centers. Is that why? And also memorials. Yes. So I work on a military base, and there are lots of memorials everywhere. Every single street is named after somebody, and there's a little plaque on basically every single street wow. that says this this street is in memorial in memory of this Medal of Honor winner or various things. And so there are tons of Pokemon centers and gyms all around where yeah. I work. But there's this one cluster where they have this street that has tanks and howitzers and (laughs) all this stuff just lined up there and they're all uh very close together and i'm expecting a screenshot of a pokemon on a tank now yeah i I will do that tomorrow um But uh, militarize the Pokemon or something like that. You have a cool line. But because everything is so close together, they're all clustered together. There's a whole bunch of Pokemon stops right there. After work, I decided, hey, I'll swing by there, get some stuff. And there were literally probably 50 people (laughs) just sitting there. All gathering Pokemon at an extremely fast rate, and I just show up, and it is a hundred and five degrees wow. in the middle. It, like I don't know what what's, that is. What's that in Celsius? Like forty-five. It, it is blisteringly wow. hot. Wow, that's hot. Just no shade. Just sitting out there, and there's just this cluster of people who are all sitting there, and I'm like, oh yes, adult men absolutely. <laughs> so I'm a little sunburned now um, <laughs> because I sat out there for way too long. Right. Oh are, you, are you red, blue, or yellow? I am team red. Team red. I am also team, team red. Team Valor. Um, Mystics, yeah? Is Mystics Blue. Mystics Blue, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mystics Blue. But yeah, it's so much fun because I work on, like, there's a bunch of people who are playing where I work, and there is a gym right outside my building, and so it is a, just a constant war where, like, halfway through my work day, I'll run outside to just check because I mean, I can't. We can't bring our phones into where we work because we work in secured buildings. So you run out to your car, grab your phone, go check the gym. The enemy has taken it over. You immediately take it back. You run back inside, keep working. <laughs> it's 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 gross. I, I've been told by a few people it's a really great way to meet people. 
Um, it is, yeah. It, like I said, like 50 people just randomly showed up and you're just hanging out. Yeah. Well, same thing. I'm hearing stories of the same thing in my hometown because I live in a really old, historic place. And yeah, yeah there's it, a ton of good stuff there. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. And uh, a friend of mine was telling me it's 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, just goes down to the closest team to where he was, runs into 10 other people. They all are on his same team, on the Team Mystics, and they just went, they decided to walk into the center of town at 3 a.m. <laughs> and take over one of the main gyms in the center of town. And they get in there, and there's the two other teams are there as well. So there's this huge three-way battle oh, at 3 a.m. in the middle of this. Like, it's only like 100,000 uh, 100, people, I think, in my hometown. So mm-hmm. it's not the biggest city, but 3 a.m., and there would have been close to you know thirty forty people in the middle of town at three AM. I find that kind of strange, but uh, yeah, good to see. There will be more Pokemon stories as we go. On. I just have to tell one. So uh, <laughs> I've been leaving for work about half an hour early every day this week mm-hmm. uh, be- because I have a pattern of gyms and stuff that I hit up, and I go to, right. I have to go to work very early. I have to be at work at four thirty in the morning. Right. So. So I leave for work around 3.30, and I'm driving, and there's this one gym that is way back in this church parking lot, way back off the road, this winding uh, forested road. And I'm driving down this long road and pulling into basically every other parking lot to do this thing, to do stuff, 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30, and then I turn off and go down this long, winding road. And I sit there at the gym, take care of business, and I'm turning around to come back. And this cop car is creeping down the road. Clearly, this guy has seen me behaving very suspiciously. (laughs) Just like (laughs) casing the joint, if you will. And he's like, what is this guy doing? And I'm just like, all right, drive casual, just carry on. And so I just like very carefully just pull up, kind of pass him by, be like, don't pull me over, don't pull me over, don't pull me over, don't want to explain myself, and then yeah. carry on my merry way. But the, clearly the police are going to have to adjust to a lot of people behaving very suspiciously in the near future. <laughs> but So that's what I've been up to. Julian, what have you been up to? I, I want to uh, alliterate on the car accident for Pokemon do you, I, that I linked you before the show. That, is a, fake, that is a fake website. I, I, looked yeah. at the, I looked at the website. That is not a real website. Is that the cartel one that people can Yes, carrying? yes. Oh that, yeah. is, I, that is a humor website. It's going to happen, though. But I would not be surprised happen. if there oh, were horrible car accidents. I'm expecting someone to be run over. They're like playing Pokemon on the side of the road and just get clipped out or something. You know? yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I keep but seeing that on Facebook. Like, don't, don't drive in Pokemon. No. <laughs> That's or why walk you, off cliffs. you get a buddy and he double fists phones in the passenger seat while you drive around. That's the way to do it. <laughs> it's recent events. I don't want to hear anything about that. Well, before Pokemon come out, I, I managed to get Chris into Ark for a couple of days and then Pokemon oh, yeah, come we out Arc- and he's We gone. played Ark together and I disappeared. Poof. Yeah. He's like one of those friends that come around and just like use all your stuff and then just leave and leave shit all over the floor and yeah. <laughs> Polly's Polly's getting all lonely, man. You need to come back and feed Polly. Anyway. Oh, that's true, my bird. Yeah. That's all right. It's not a Pidgeo. It's not a Pidgey. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so I've just Spiro. Yeah. I've yeah, so I've just been playing a lot of Ark and um uh Evolve went free to play. Uh, oh really? The other day. So... And I I heaps of people playing it again, which is really great. That's awesome because that you love that game. No, I did. I, I really liked it. I can see why other people don't like it. 
Yeah, so Chris, it'd be a good time for you to get in Evolve because there are lots of new players. So if you got in, you know that sweet spot you said where you're good at games? Yeah, where, be good... where I'm slightly better than the brand new people. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I was on a ten win win streak yesterday, <laughs> so just nice. Everyone, so, yeah, yeah, because you're an old you're an old pro. Yeah, I was just going monster, and 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 also there's a monster that they left out because it's um it's meant to be kind of crappy at the moment, and only people that brought it can play it. But and I was smashing people with that because they'd never seen it before. They're like, what is this monster? Yeah. And they didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and that's one awesome. Of, one of the things I've been having is there's lots of little issues like um. There's a character called Lazarus, and he's a, a medic, and he can bring people back from the dead. So you don't revive people. So, mm-hmm. but new people though have it ingrained in their head to revive people, and you're like going, "Don't revive! Why are you <laughs> reviving? Stop it!" And um, yeah, and they're just like, "What are you talking about? I gotta get him back up." And I'm like, "You don't know how Lazarus works, obviously." Um, and because there's a like a free character rotation where they have one of every. So, you know, you have your assault, your trap, yeah. your medic, and your support. They have one of each on a rotation. And because it's the first week, they're the only five they know. Um, so it's kind of strange. So we, we we ran a contest last week that didn't quite go as planned. There were some issues with the link. We apologize for that. So we've decided to extend that contest for two more weeks. Now, uh, if you've already entered, if you were able to navigate our bizarre... Uh, problematic link system and leave a comment. Don't worry, your your entry is still valid. You will be part of the drawing. However, we are going to include a new link with this episode that you can still comment on to in order to get in the drawing for uh, that we will do in two weeks on our next show. So sorry about that. Uh, hopefully, didn't didn't cause you to pull too, pull your hair out too much. But we are going to extend the contest till the next episode due to our own screw-ups. Yeah, apologies for that, people. Yeah, my bad. But moving on. All right, so this week our main topic is probably we're going to talk about the ship spoilers that people saw written on the wall during eight was ATV. Yep. But before that, let's talk about some news tidbits. So first thing is Gamescom, six weeks away. Biggest games convention in the world and CIG's seems like CIG is going to be there with bells on they said that their booth is going to be the bridge of an Idris which is pretty awesome um, also mentioned that where the command chairs are is where you'll actually play the game so I think that's pretty cool yeah I wish I could go to Germany but unfortunately yeah. I can't did, did um, you did you mention they're going to be doing live stream for the full time they're there so like five days or something like non-stop apparently that is going to be crazy yeah so there will be hopefully they'll be streaming new content but if not at least they'll still be streaming cool stuff uh, yeah I'll be interested to see if they have a big announcement because CitizenCon is coming up after that and so I'm, I'm assuming they're going to save a lot of their big announcements and reveals for CitizenCon but I they should have I, something at Gamescom. I'm expecting most of CitizenCon is going to be Squadron 42 because it's coming up towards the end of the year there. Yeah. Um, as for Gamescom, sorry, um, I think Gamescom is going to probably focus around 2.5 or 2.6 or something of that nature. What an excellent segue. 
because let's talk about 2.5. The main thing in 2.5 that I am excited about. So in the monthly report, this was mentioned in several different areas. A lot of people were talking about in 2.5, it's going to be the pirate base Grim Hex, which is awesome. So the, the faction system is in play now, but pirates don't have any place to hang out, and they're getting their own secret asteroid lair in 2.5, where I'm assuming that'll be where you spawn and everything like that as a yep. pirate. Uh, that is very exciting to me. And they, they, and they said that they're going to have all their own shops. I'm assuming they'll have some clothing items and stuff like that that they can have access to that other that uh, law-abiding citizens will not have access to, which is pretty cool. Speaking of which, Chris, so how do you find your new home in the verse? How do I find Oh, I don't know. How do I find it? <laughs> well, Grim Hex, you've seen the photos. <laughs> and well, you yeah, have pirates through and through, so I know you're going to be living there. No, <laughs> yeah, that's just, true. Just try not to be subtle. Like, I I'm, no, 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 that's my, I'm not going to be a pirate. I'm going to be a law-abiding citizen who has certain connections that... I, oh, I have, I've, I've fallen in with the wrong crowd. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to stay, uh, stay above... Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm above, trying to... Above board. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to stay above board, but some of the some of the people that I know might be might not be the most savory. But me personally, I am 100% on the side of good. You can rely on me. I'm I'm interested to see what kind of happens with um, Grim Hex Base. Like um, they mentioned, it's going to be in Yellow. But what I'm interested in is like you know, if a criminal goes near Port Alisar, they get shot. Is it going to be the same thing with Grim Hex? If a friendly guy comes close to Grim Hex, are they going to blown away? I bet they will. I mean, the, yeah, that's probably how it's going to work. Yeah. The, we'll see. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's a great location. I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing a game. So the next thing we want to talk about is the Argo. So the next concept sale, and I know everybody's getting a little tire, tired of concept sales, but the next concept sale is the Argo, which is the tender ship. It is it's the ship in the Idris that is that kind of flies around and fixes things and moves supplies around, doesn't have a jump drive, anything like that. So a lot of people are saying that this is a concept sale to skip because if you don't have an Idris, and let's face it, very few people do, how are you going to use this ship? What, what What's it going to do? I guess you could use it as a poor man's version of the, uh, oh, what do they call the anvil one? The repair one? The name has totally left my head. I feel so stupid right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? The I know what you're Anvil. talking about, but I don't know the name either. Yeah, so I don't $350 feel stupid. one. It's got the funny, yeah, the crazy arms expensive. That, yeah, that flips around. Yeah, but basically, it sounds like a cheap man's version of that. But with not having a jump drive, you're basically going to only be able to repair at base anyway. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't you just repair at base? Yeah, I mean, so unless unless you have a ship that's big enough that you can, unless it's small enough that you can put it in a cargo hold or something like that. I could see how it would be valuable in very specific situations, but for now at least, I mean, we'll see what the concept sale says. Maybe they will have lots of compelling reasons to purchase it, but it doesn't seem like it is a good buy as of now, especially since it's probably going to be somewhat expensive. It's certainly going to cost more than some of the fighters that we've seen. That's, that is totally true. Yeah. And so moving on, we have that big spoiler thing. We have lots of ships that we have never heard of. We don't know what's going on. But the big thing was on that list, it had the various ships and their stages of completion, where they were in the pipeline. And at the very front of the pipeline was the Aegis Terrapin. 
said ready for sale. So it might be the next concept sale after this. Tell me about the Terrapin. Julian, tell me about the Terrapin. Yeah, so basically, long story short, I honestly thought the Terrapin was going to be like a really small mining ship because it actually does mention that it's popular with miners, but what it really is is just a really heavily armoured craft for starting ships. And I... You know, I'm, I'm thinking that that's more a utility-based craft due to its armoured nature. I, mm-hmm. I, correct me if you think I'm wrong there, but, I, I, you know, it's only really got equipment. It's got an equipment mount, not gun mounts, so that, again, leads credence to the utility. Mm-hmm. It says it's the most heavily... So in the, the, we're, we're pulling this Terrapin information from the letter from the chairman where he first talked about the Aegis Terrapin, where Chris Roberts first talked about the Aegis Terrapin. But, he sa- but it says that... It is the most heavily armored of the base-priced star- spacecraft. So base-priced, does that mean starter ship? Or does that mean... When I when I hear base-priced, I think of like a... Wouldn't it be a base variant? That's what I hear. Base variant. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I just I think of a base pri- a base price ship. Yeah, I guess I think of a starter ship like that. So it is... It's a little tanky starter ship. And it says it has the a significant amount of engine power to host the largest shield generator in its class. So it is really a tank. That's the main idea. Uh, private miners like it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm really interested in this one. This is one of the ones that stuck. I think I voted for this one actually. I, I think I this was the well, one. That, I think this was the one for. that really jumped out at me. Said this is an interesting little utility ship. It's not. A transport ship. It's not a fighter. It's not a combat ship. I think it has an interesting spot in the verse. But yeah, other ships than that. I'm, the... I'm trying to look at it from nefarious point of view. Like, what could you use it for? Could you full of, full of like TNT type of thing and like fly it up to the side of a ship and suicide bomb with it? Could you put a welder on it and go up and cut the side of a ship out? You know, little things My... like that. Because my first in- mount—that's that's a big thing. I, I think there's not been a small ship with an equipment mount. Yeah, so. my my first thought is if it's so heavily armored, it's a it's a blockade runner. You're trying to get cargo through a that, that's very a, true. a small valuable cargo through a heavily defended airspace. Yeah, that's that's what my thought is. Cargo through cargo through a fan, airspace. You need a tough little ship that probably doesn't have a huge signature. If you put some stealth shields on that thing, you can get uh, you can probably get through a blockade with drugs or whatever you're trying to get over. Get through police presence. Yeah, that's which is totally an interesting true. concept to me. So the other ship that we have lots of information on that was it is in design brief is the Anvil Hurricane. The Hurricane is a fighter. Yes, it is a heavy fighter, right? So it is in design brief, which is which means they're trying to figure out uh, what it. So before they draw the concepts, they're trying to figure out what they need, what it, what the ship needs. So they figure out what the ship is before, and then they hand that information off to the concept artists. From what I can tell, I don't. I'm not privy to their. Uh, their methods. design pipeline, yeah, their methods, but that's what it sounds like to me. But the the Anvil Hurricane is a heavy fighter, so yep. not the fastest, uh, but heavy and tough. It says that hurricanes are often used by militia squadrons and private organizations seeking to add a heavy to their lineup. So what that says to me is it's somewhere between a Redeemer and a Hornet. Does well, that sound right to I, you? No, I'm thinking more like the Saber because the Saber was designed as a heavy fighter. And we also know the Lightning is um, a heavy fighter as well. 
Okay. So they they could be two more heavy ships being added to the lineup that will sit. I, I'm expecting they're going to sit somewhere in or above and around the Hornet. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm I interested think, to see that though. Yeah. Well, we we need more ships up there. We've only got the Saber and we've only got the Hornet. So yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it seems like it has more weapons, but for pulling from the the Chris Roberts write up from several months ago, it says that features a wide a wide array of fully customizable small bore weapons hard points, plus the ability to customize weapon types in several ways. So I'm thinking I'm hearing no turrets or very few turrets, but lots of forward facing smaller guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's like one of those ships that kind of brings everything to bear on the target type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's all forward facing, so if you can get behind it, that's going to be its weakness pretty much. Mm-hmm. Don't what... don't stand in front of it. Yeah. Some of the other ships, though, in this pipeline, and I think the one big one that a lot of people are going to be super excited about is drumroll, Julian. Do you want to take this one? I don't even know the which one Banu you're talking about. Merchantmen? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So Banu Merchantmen. I there there was no eight ninety jump on that list, which I'm not surprised by, but I was still sad by. But there was a Banu Merchantman on that list. Yeah. So that means it is now in the pipeline, getting ready to actually be made. Well they said it it, it and the carrick should be out by the end of the year. Or I ha- not, I have not. a hard time. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> You said they should it should be out by the end of the year? That's what I remember hearing, like uh, from a, a, reveal, a reverse the verse, sorry, earlier in the year. Uh, anyway, I know, I know, the Benny Merchantman has a following. There are people who are passionate yeah. about that ship because it well, is such a unique ship. It's you know. well, it's now the ship that's been kind of announced for the longest and the least has happened. So yeah, yeah, shut up, caterpillar people. Your ship is yeah. real. Yeah, it's um, the same type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's in that ballpark. But there are actually two ships on that list that haven't even been heard of before. Uh, which yeah. is the Origin Six Hundred, which is interesting. Which makes me, when I hear Six Hundred, it makes me think that it's somewhere between the Three Hundred series and the Eight Ninety series. So yes, that would make a lot of sense. What do you see in that? I'm I'm thinking caterpillar size, like uh, constellation size. Yeah, something a, like that. I was that, that, in like yeah. freelancer constellation air, area. Now, now, knowing its origin, though, and I know we're totally speculating here. What are you seeing? I'm seeing like a limousine cruising style vehicle, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking something an alternative to the constellation Phoenix. So you have yeah. the constellation Phoenix, which is a luxury version of a regular ship, but I'm mm. seeing the Origin 600 as a luxury version built from the ground up for luxury. Yeah. Um, but does that mean it's going to be weaker on utility, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Probably. So, yeah. Pro- um. Interesting to see how, how that'll go. And yeah, and the other one is the Anvil Eclipse, which, yeah. Anvil Another Anvil ship. A, yeah, military manufacturer there as well. So what is it? Is it a bomber? I don't know. Who knows? We'll find yeah. out. That, that's It's exciting, though. One one ship I find really interesting that's missing from this list is the, and you I don't know if you remember, but is the Espia Prowler. That is yeah, that the was all... Prowler. Yes. Yeah, because that's actually on the list 
when it went into concept, as in when they were pitching them for the votes, the Esper Prowler was actually on that list along with uh, the other ships, but it's not on this list at all. So they're actually coming out before it, and there was rumours the the Prowler was going to be up for um, concept sailors late as last year at uh, CitizenCon. So you know, wow, it, it, it's it's now getting into almost bad in merchant territory because it's coming yeah. up to two years. So um, that's that's one I'm, I think a lot of people are interested in seeing, though, because it's another boarding ship, and the only boarding ship we have at the moment really is the uh, Reclaimer. No, yeah. not Reclaimer. Redeem. The Redeemer. No, Redeemer. Redeemer, sorry. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... It's going to be... Yeah, I, I, I trust their pipeline. They have reasons for putting these ships where they're at, but we don't understand it. That's that's the issue. Like they have they they have reasons. They need ships in a specific order for Squadron Forty Two for various other things. I, but I think that, doesn't, pop- that doesn't change the fact that I really want an eight ninety jump to fly around right now. I think popularity has a lot to do with it as well. Like um, I remember that back when they were mentioning in that same RTV that I mentioned about the Banu Merchantman coming up by the end of the year and the Carrick mm-hmm. that they were going to do the Carrick first because it's more popular. Than the Benny mentioned it, so I think I think I think it's a factor of what you said though. Squadron Forty Two, uh, combined with their needs and wants and, and a bit of the popularity at the same time, um, it, it's the same thing though. You did mention the eight ninety jump. They are doing the Origin eight fifty X though, so you kind of get in a bit of it. Yeah, the little the runabout that mm. comes with the eight ninety jump is the Origin. 80, or is it was 850X, eight mm. whatever. Um, which would be interesting. How, That's how, just how, to compare it. I was just going to say, how gutted would you be if they put that up for concept sale on its own? Being a be th- eight ninety jump owner, I if I don't get one for free in my hangar, I would be shocked. Yeah, really? I, I mean, I'm assuming that eight ninety jump owners will get one in their hangar when it goes on when it goes on uh, sale, just because. I mean, we spent six hundred dollars on that thing, so uh, we better. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think you'll get one for free, but I think you'll get given it access to, to your hangar because they did the same thing with the uh, the Merlin. When yes, it was yes, released. they did. Yeah, so I think it'll be exactly the same case again. So they'll give you that to look at while you wait for mm-hmm. your <coughs> eight ninety nine. Yeah, Don Sully, Bengal rework is probably the next topic we can talk about. Yes. So the Bengal rework came out. They had lots of there's lots of speculation on there's like triangular vents in the side that people can't quite figure out what's going on with. Lots of speculation with this rework. Um but it looks good, man. Like it looks really good. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. I I'd be interested to see I mean, I'm assuming you're going to interact with it in Squadron 42. I know that most of yep. Squadron 42 takes place on an Idris, but I'm assuming since they're working on it so intensely right now that you will interact with it at some point. Yeah. Um, well, in the in the actual kind of piece they talk about on OTV, he really talks about a lot of the technological hurdles. And if you think about the sheer size of it, this is a ship that's one kilometer long. That's bigger than most levels in almost any game you're ever going to play. Just rendering it. Yeah, so trying to render that all at once while you're walking around on it, there Mm -hmm. are some huge technological challenges there. And he actually mentions this. And I'm like, if they get this thing working, this could be one of the the best levels we ever... Well, I'm calling (laughs) it a level, but one of the best levels you ever see in a video game because it's just the ability to walk around it, move it, interact with it is just going to be amazing so yeah i'm really looking forward to see them pull this off 
And that's one of the things we don't really talk about that much, but how Star Citizen is just moving the technology of video games forward. Oh, like yeah. they're do- they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing and really advancing like yeah, they're really pushing the boundaries of what video games can do. And so, so we get frustrated with them, we get annoyed, but they're breaking new ground all the time. So you can't really be that mad at them. Like you're not doing crazy stuff that nobody else has ever done fast enough. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Just it, something it, I need to remind myself of sometimes. Yeah, and some of the ones they've gone through is you know going to sixty four bit. Um, the real big one for me is the kind of the I don't know what they call it now. I'm trying to think of the name of it where. The the local physics grids and stuff like that, you know, where yeah. the the ability to kind of have walk around on a ship while it's like fully rotating, and you know, any other game that you try and do that on, it just lags and skitters, and it's all super buggy. How uh, long I, is a uh, regular aircraft carrier, Chris? Aircraft carrier is what hundred yards, something like that. Yeah, let me, let me I, think, I think they're like one hundred and thirty, like about a stern. Supercarriers, okay, supercarriers are pretty big. The new ones that the U.S. Navy is rolling out with are 330 meters long. So they are a third of the size of the Bengal. Wow. And I don't know if you guys have seen (laughs) these things in person, but they are, like, mind-blowingly big. Yes. They took a 40-story building and tilted it on its side. I thought they were, like, floating cities. I've heard heard American aircraft carriers. Wow, that's just... 5,000 people. Yeah, 5,000 people. 3,000 crew, 2,000 person air wing. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're just enormous. Well, they they, but, they do show in the video too, they actually have a ret- retaliator kind of like coming up a lift into the Bengal. So that kind of puts yeah. it on a, like you yeah. kind of just go. And, and, and like, yeah, it comes up into this hangar and there's like, like five other Bengals or whatever in shot. And it's like, okay, so this is a huge hangar. So yeah, it's... It's kind of scary how big this thing is. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be on it going down. Uh, it'll be I interesting. Hear you anyway. in space. I think. Uh, I, I think, think the. I think the other ships will be the life pods. So <laughs> you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, exactly. When your life pod is a thirty crew, like spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I want to know honestly. Can we get an Idris inside the Bengal? And I actually honestly think we'll be able to, which is quite cool. We'll see. Force and lubricant. You can get anything anywhere. <laughs> Gross. There's an image I can't remove. <laughs> Colby, since you're just, since you're back now, uh, yeah. if you want to help us out and throw us a couple bucks each episode, where do you where do we go? You can go to Patreon.com/slash/DarkSignal. Yep. Um, and just to reiterate, we do have our giveaway going on. You do not have to be a member. Or you do have to be a, you do have to sign up on Patreon, but you don't have to pay. You can just sign up, and make an account, and then type your name in, like your name for the Dragonfly, not your personal name. But you can type <laughs> that too if you want. It's up to you. All right. Well, you want to take us out, Julian? Yeah, I can take us out. Why not? This has been Star Signal episode seventy nine. I'm Julian Execute. I'm Kobe the Viking. And I'm Chris Whiskey. And remember, you can't stop the signal. Uh, the magic carp. Uh, can't can't catch them all. There we go. Oh. I win. That's, yeah, that's, that's unacceptable. I can catch them all, and I will, because I'm, be, because I'm the very best. You can't catch me. I'm a Pokemon, and you can't catch me.